Put that jerky away. You purposely not eat lunch on Tuesday so you can come out here and eat all the Jack Links? Not a very good lunch, huh? Did you not eat lunch? Not really. Hey, uh, when does your Rolls Royce get here? You selling eggs? Aren't they like $25 a dozen right now? (laughs) It's great. Yeah, but if I would have to have like full on never let them see the outside only indoor with lights on chickens like the kfc ones that <laughs> yeah. don't have any eyes or heads or anything they say that can't see it so they why don't. are eggs so expensive right now everything's so expensive right now but why are they talking about eggs so I, I don't buy eggs i don't go grocery shopping so i don't know but i did see a headline just the biden administration about why it's so high in california and it piqued my interest but i never did read it so that article would have told you huh. the dynamics but probably something that the state of California, the government of California did to the chicken farmer in California. It's kind of like how you can't well, have yeah, pigs Yeah, I mean, there part of it, I remember talking, I mean, now that we're talking about it, I vaguely remember some article or law that they were trying to pass that you couldn't sell eggs or import eggs or sell eggs to California from anywhere else if the chickens weren't, didn't have like five feet of space in their cages and hmm. that were... You know, if they were just cooped up like they normally are. Like a Napoleon Dynamite. The old, yeah. the old animal activists. That yeah. If you watch the chickens roost, they want to get as absolutely close together as possible, but somehow being close together is harmful to them. Yeah. <laughs> that they, they had to be, you know, range-free or something. Like, I'm, like I said, I, yeah. it's very right. wild that I remember thinking or reading about it. But Do you think that people, like... Would they believe that there's a, like a wild chicken roaming the the earth out there somewhere? Does that exist? I mean, like you, you're up on the top of the Ruby Mountains, you're going to come across a, a couple of egg laying hens and a Are you rooster. Me if people believe that. Well, I'm just like I, I always laugh about like this right. pasture, you know, and and even like cows. Like every cow in the world is owned by somebody. That's that's why they're called livestock stock you know, like your stock market, it's a, it's every single one of them is owned by a human being. There is no such thing as a free cow. The, the reason why people think like you're talking about in that way and have the animal activists is they put human emotion on a thing that does not know anything, what they're trying to make them feel. The humans are putting emotion on a chicken that all he thinks about is eating and Shitting out eggs and, and breeding. That's it. That, that's all. That's all, it. All animals know is to eat, <laughs> sleep, and procreate, and procreate, and survive, and survive, and survive. That's and survive. It. Yeah. That, there's they, nothing else on their mind that they they feel pain and they feel this, right. they feel that. Yes, like, there's there's higher up. You want to call it, you know, chimpanzees and orangutans and even dogs. At some point, I'm sure they've done tests. They do feel a sense of. Uh, sadness maybe or they they understand that if one of their partners dies they or they kind of bring on the trade of their owner yeah they try they they do that you're sick your dog's kind of glooming around they're following your behaviors but But as far as and hence we we don't eat those animals yeah exactly where a cow it has four stomachs and 12 hearts and and it thinks about putting out methane gas to kill the ozone right that's what it thinks about I just like it's, it, it's off topic, but it's on topic yeah, in a lot of ways. It like, <laughs> like, like Clint said, you know, if you 
if you had a chicken coop and you watched your chickens go to roost at night, they they all suck right next to each other, either for safety or comfort or warmth. What you know, it's not because they're all, all the best above. friends, because you know quail do it. Quail, you know, they, they all do it, but you it's, know it's for survival. Yeah. It's, it's survival, warmth, whatever. It's exactly what Clay said. It's taking what what you think would be a creature comfort as a human and thinking, yeah. oh, that will that will be good for the X animal, and it never is. Right, and it's the same as that you know. Well, those, you know, the, the cows are freezing out there. They're not. not <laughs> they're, they're, they're actually hot. You know, they, they're, they do worse in the warm weather. I don't I don't want to get too far off a topic, but I just laugh at I, I always laugh. The cows and, like, chickens especially, it's like, th- those things aren't wild. You're not going to see a cow out in the, in the desert one day that's just been surviving out there for 25 years like a mule deer or something. They, they, it doesn't happen. They're, they're livestock. If that were the case, it'd be a carcass on the ground. Yeah, right. I was just going to say, it'd be eaten by a even... mountain lion or coyote real quick. <laughs> exactly. I do have to disagree with you, though. I have watched a movie where we never do see them, but it is implied that there are chickens out there in the wild, if you know what I mean. Which movie are you talking about? <laughs> you see the size of that chicken? <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, really? Am I wrong? There's like, wild chickens? Yeah, when you said something about wild chickens, that instantly that scene came in. They can't see us yet. Oh, we're in the spirit world. We're in the spirit world. That's a great movie. It's a great part of that movie. All right, to get to get back on track here, I, if you ever read the description of the show, it, it does specify we can go on various tangents all over the globe, map, whatever uh spectrum i had to open clint's beer for him so i had to exercise that right to a <laughs> tangent a little bit yeah sorry uh we are here to talk about a feathered uh animal member of the animal genome kingdom the mallard duck and maybe the canada goose because somebody in the room Actually got not to go me. hunting. <laughs> I I shouldn't even be here right now. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here right now. That's another movie reference. <laughs> but before funny. we get to the meat and potatoes, I jokingly talked about, before this thing was recording, there was a, a very well-publicized shooting in a Houston uh, restaurant Batteria. where a guy... If you haven't seen it, maybe you don't have social media. He comes into a restaurant and he robs all the patrons at gunpoint. And uh, a good Samaritan customer ends up shooting him. It's all over the news. I mean, that happens probably daily, uh, hourly maybe. But uh, this one's all over the news because he actually walked up and executed the guy. He shot him three or four times. Um, he, was and, still, he was still moving around the ground with his gun. Right. And I mean... I I I very I said it to somebody last night. I, there's no there's nothing that says that you know you have to stop saving you know someone or what what are the limits of protecting yourself you know tell the threats and, open and, and over. I, I saw a video of a dude robbing a bank and the security guard shoots him in the throat and it's one of the craziest videos I've ever seen because it's a white tile floor and this dude is pouring blood out of his jugular vein and throat. And for like a minute and 12 seconds, he chases the security guard around shooting, trying to shoot the guy still while he's pouring all this. And he shoots. He does end up shooting the guy. And so now both of them are on this white tile floor spewing blood everywhere. But the dude lives. 
it's like a minute and something seconds and still shooting a gun while being shot in the throat. So I saw it. Have we have we been able to see the video? Oh yeah. Because what, oh, yeah. what I saw was it kind of stopped. stopped. No, no, that, they, it's the full thing's out there. That that was the original that came out, and then they showed it, and he, he kind of walks past him, and he shoots him three or four times. And I wanted f- to hold judgment until I saw it because he falls falls down, and he's still moving with where he falls like on his gun, or probably still has it in his hand. The guy's still moving. Probably, obviously, in pain and maybe his last movements or whatever. But the guy doesn't know. He's still holding on to his gun. And he walks over to him and shoots him again two, three times, maybe more and while he's on the ground. And then takes his gun away from him. And he's holding the, where he's going to probably get in trouble is, I think, the very last shot is he has his gun in his hand. He takes the gu- gun because he probably let loose of it. He walked over and grabbed the gun and shot him one more time. Yeah, I think that's where he's going to get in trouble. I think even from the beginning, if like I said, if I haven't seen it, but reading up what happened, he was not in, in like imminent threat. Why not? The dude was walking away from him. I'm just saying. By the way, what the description no. was was it wasn't like he was pointing the gun at him. I know he kind of flashed he it around and ran it around, but uh, I didn't see the whole video, so I wanted to hold out like my true comments till i saw the whole uh, thing but the way i read it i think the beginning part of it and then of course the end he the, gives him well a the beginning draw. part is he walks in robbing people pointing but point he's walking towards the front but there's still people there's still people in the rest and he's yeah. walking with the gun pointing at other people so you yeah. have the right to defend other people as well he's pointing at people and shooting people he doesn't know if he's going to pull the ever, trigger does next it, time does the guy ever shoot the gun no. the gun's so, fake it ends up being the gun's fake oh is it i didn't hear that so the, wow. the the but he doesn't the, know he doesn't know yeah it's a good fake i mean it's well it doesn't matter it's a yeah. it's a gun and yeah he when he picks it up and realizes it's fake he throws it against the wall he's pissed and that's why he probably left because he he could he, have warrants or it could be a number he of grabbed things, all but, the money from the guy but he and gave, gave it back, back to yeah. the people that he stole yeah. it from yeah. and then left yeah and now but now he's wanted turned himself, not wanted they want no, to no, he turned him. himself in now oh he, he did he's oh. definitely a, he's a good old boy he's a good samaritan for that standpoint but there's definitely he's gonna have issues i know uh, he went to grand jury today yeah he's gonna have it went to what grand jury today i think he's okay even shooting him with the other gun in his only because dude look how your emotions are running yeah, no, I mean, 100%, and that's how they're going to play it, that he's in the heat of the pa- – he's just thinking about protecting people and himself, and the guy's waving a gun, shooting him. Yeah. But at the same time, I think self-defense and, you know, is when the threat is stopped, you, you're you done. The, the threat's over. So then, you know, if you're a defense attorney, if he does get brought up on charges, is he dead? Because you didn't murder him. You killed him in the self-defense, and he was already dead. Yeah, so what'd you do wrong? Discharge a firearm in city limits or something? Yeah, well, that and something of a dead corpse or something. You know, some whatever. But I I don't know if a Texas jury is going to do anything about it. But in the eyes of the law, I'm pretty 99% sure once the threat is over, the perceived threat is over, then... I mean, you can't do any more. Well, right? that's, so. that's kind of what I'm getting at. Some of you, you know, the same kind of situation that there's been people who've been found guilty because they shot the person running away outside of their house going the other yeah, direction. Yeah, but he does, he's not, they're not, they're, they're not, not waving a gun at other people. He shoots people. him in the side. To, I mean, it's the other people part yeah. of it. There's, yeah, there's he, other he's, patrons. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which, yeah. When you think about like, I, I think, I, I think about that Lady Gaga thing a lot with her French Bulldogs because I have a French Bulldog. Mm-hmm. 
And if somebody took my dog and then they're walking away from me, you're getting shot in the back of the head so I can get my dog back. Yeah. And I mean, I, I would I would argue, so if you got carjacked and you stepped out of the car and the dude sits in your front seat and then you stick your gun through the window and shoot him in the head, are you in trouble? I don't want, my stuff's not getting stolen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And I, I think that part of, you know, you can protect yourself and you can protect your property. See, that's the key. It's not the stealing from you and all that. You have to be an imminent, you know, logically right. think you're an imminent threat of bodily harm or somebody, someone close to you. It's not stealing from you or any of that other stuff. But that like, gives you the right. g- give me my dog's example. If you took my dog, who I love more than most people, and I shoot you, if my first opportunity is to shoot you in the back so I can get my dog back, that's happening. And it, you, do you feel like I would get in trouble for that? Most likely. Really? Huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd still do it. I I would too. Shoot him in the butt cheek. <laughs> Low spine. Um, and, I go ahead. I just I don't know. It, it I understand like well, I don't understand. If somebody comes in your house, what if somebody came in your house and I, whatever they did, something terrible, and they make it to your front walkway before you can get to them and shoot them? It, then you can't shoot them anymore. What if they raped your dog? It depends on. There are laws, and they've obviously they've. This has definitely been. Sure, um, I'm sure is, it has. This has happened many a time. I'm just it saying it for conversational. State. But yeah, it, it. What one would do, and what in the eyes of the letter of the law is what you. And do. what do you think a jury or slash whatever like yeah. this guy in that restaurant? I really don't think he's going to get in trouble. It's like nobody knew it was a fake gun, so you have to take that out. So this dude sticks a gun in eight or nine people's faces while he robs them, and. Then everything that happens after that for the next, you know, 30 seconds. I mean, what do you, what do you expect? What, if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, the, the, the saying goes, right? So the dude's sticking a gun in people's faces. He gets shot however many times, who cares and how it happens. I agree, but, you know, it's kind of like the grand jury is, I'm going to say, bring him up on charges, enough to charges. Now is the, DA going to enforce those or, or actually bring them to to fruition. He doesn't have to, even even if the grand jury recommends them. Right. Then is a jury of 12 and Texans going to convict him of whatever um, they, you know, sure. charge him on. Um, so, I don't know. It's but definitely. it's kind of like, are you going to take your chances on that? In the heat of the th- passion, you ain't thinking, oh, am I going to, if I shoot him this one more time to protect everything and make sure he's dead, am I going to, you know. They, they, you know what gets you get killed convicted. is that hesitation. 100%. And that's what they, they teach cops all the time, right? It's like, that's why people get shot. You reach into your waistband. You don't, you, you can't give, you know, you, you only get so much time before now you're I mean, in they're trouble. Gonna look, they're going to be looking into the, into his history. Has he ever done anything before? Has he sure. ever acted in aggression? Has he ever wrote a manifest that says, "God, I just can't wait to see." I somebody, can't wait to somebody yeah. die, kill or the somebody. Other side of it, he's ex law enforcement. You, you know, know, he does have all training, of that stuff. You know, so. so, or mil- yeah, military something. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I personally don't. like in that moment, at least from the way I the patron thing. I I don't think he's in the wrong. I don't think anybody be in the wrong. The fact that the guy's you know got his back turned to him and going away because of what he just did. But the ending part is definitely, that's that's going to be a tough some one. Some red but, flags. And yeah. I mean, 
again, you're stressed, your adrenaline's pumping, you, you know, did he watch too many gangster movies? Who knows? I mean, it'll be interesting to know who that guy is because why'd he leave? Cause <laughs> why, you, why'd he leave is a big question. You he halfway did, wonder if he's got maybe some warrants. Something or, going on. Um, you know, you could, <laughs> he was putting him out of his misery with the last shot. You know, I didn't, I didn't want him to suffer. He was still gargling or yeah. whatever. Hey, Do you have to now produce, give aid at that point or put him out of his misery? I don't, you know, there's so I, many things. I was thinking about the other day because I, I was driving, um, I was on the Mount Rose Highway and a couple of deer ran across the road. And I always think about like, if you hit one of those, you know, this was, this was like right in the evening time, you know if I got out and put a deer out of its misery on the side of the road on Mount Rose highway, which is in a congestion, I just think about these things. I think technically you'd get in trouble. I, 100% I, you get in trouble. Yeah. And that's put him out of his misery. I've done deer. it before. You in, a, in an area and, where you could do it, but I'm saying in no, the city, would, I'm saying I would have technically been in within kind of town, town oh, really? limits and who knows? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel the same way. And I remember, when we were out going coyote hunting and those guys, remember those guys hit those two cows on the road and one of them was still alive and they wanted us to shoot it. And we were like, eh, yep. you know, rancher, <laughs> let the rancher come do that. But you feel bad. You know, it's like you see the deer flopping around or dragging its back legs and you know, Paralyzed. it's not going to live. Yep. Yep. And it's like, you, you, you know, you should get out and put it out of its misery, but discharging a firearm in the city limits, I know they don't like. Yeah. It's I not felt, what we're here to talk about either. I That's felt, tangent I, it's number kind two. Of, it's kind of funny what we're talking about because um, I just went to Oklahoma, as you well know. That's what we're going to talk about. Me and Chad, but I didn't travel with my pistol, my SIG. And when I got on the ground in Oklahoma, I, I was like naked. Yeah. I hate it. I felt, you know, because we, we went to places. We, we went to the, I'm not saying any of the places were bad or whatever, but you never know. And what if a guy came in there doing the same thing that the dude in Texas just did? And now I'm, I have, don't have a choice. Well, but, and you get used to having a gun on you. And then, I mean, even when you go to casinos and stuff here, you know, the bank, when you take it off in the places you're not supposed to have it. Yeah. You feel weird without it. Is it, uh, does our, uh, Utah CCW cover Oklahoma? Do you, did you look? I did not look. And, and yeah, I would have to travel, you know, put it in my carry on in a case. You'd have lock, to check it and all, check that, and stuff. all that stuff. I, I mean, there's obviously ways to do it, but I didn't check if Oklahoma was on the deal. I would, uh, I don't think I have to anymore because now Oklahoma's a open, open carry, carry state. Doesn't matter. What if you wanted to conceal it though, or would you just rock it open carry? I mean, if I was only going to be there for a couple of days, I'd probably just tempt oh, it. Yeah. You know, just carry oh. it open. You what did you just say? Oklahoma is a now a what state? Open, open carry. carry no, you don't need no con or a constitutional carry or something. Yeah, they call it basically you can carry. open so or conceal. So does that? That's different because there are open carry states and constitutional carry now. Can you conceal with a constitutional carry? I don't know. I've never looked at it. Maybe. Hmm. What uh, about the what the about the fact that you have your CCW in Nevada? They have that. Well, our the, uh, so if. If you get the Utah one, which Clay and I have, I know because he, him, he and I do our CCW together every five years. Um, it's got reciprocity with like thirty-seven other states. Right. Basically, 
Nevada by getting only in Nevada, it gives you like seventeen states, which Oklahoma is probably one of them. But yeah. now, like I'm saying, but now Oklahoma, you don't even need a license, so you don't need reciprocity. Um, but then by Utah. doing Utah, it gives you another twenty states or something right. that Nevada doesn't. You basically don't funny. get California, New York, Ma- New, New York, York Oregon, Oregon, all the all the Illinois blue yeah. states. Yeah, which funny, like, you, um, Illinois in the news today and constitutional carry in the news today constitutional carry is day one of um the new congress 118th congress i can't remember what uh congressman but there's already 118 co-sponsors bipartisan to do a national carry law i don't know that i can't remember the name of what the bill is but i'm thinking it's going to get passed to where if you are just like a driver's license. You don't need to get a new driver's license in every state you go to. So a constitutional second amendment shouldn't go state to state. It's a constitutional thing. And now there's a bill that says if you are concealed, you know, if you have a concealed carry in one, it's good for all 50 states. And constitutional carry is open or concealed. Oh, there you go. So and I could have, but I yeah. would have still had to fly, which is the a pain, part, either, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, or I guess I could have bought one when you landed. Yep. <laughs> sure. Or have anyway. So I yeah I I I mean I hated it. I felt naked. Like I said, I hate I hate having to not put it on going into a jail. You know, a courtroom or you know I I just hate the feeling of not having it on me. There's certain you know going into a government bank. building, yep. a bank, all that stuff. I'm just just like yeah. A casino, which it's you kind, frequent often. Huh? Yeah. The, uh, that's kind of like a carrying a pocket knife too. It's like you, you, you get so used to it that even a short time without it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like a nerve wracking feeling. I mean, or, or when you reach for, luckily I've never reached for a gun and not had it be there or had it be there. I've never had to reach for a yeah. gun, but, uh, you know, you go to your, for your pocket knife to do something and you forgot it or whatever you know and you're like Damn, you know it's yeah. I don't know it's just one of those feelings that sucks and then chicago's in the news illinois is in the news because they just passed the probably the most stringent laws it, it they're banning the sale of a ar15s and ak47 something yeah completely yeah but if you have it you're grandfathered in but by yeah. that they're changing the 10 round you can't have more than 5 7 in a mag for a for a pistol all these new things that just passed the first couple of days of the, you know, of the new, but it's all going to get shut down. But they, I, me and Jared were just talking about this yesterday. They know it's unconstitutional because it's just been banned in New York, just been banned in California. It's just all these things are getting banned, but they changed two words of it and do it again. And they know it's good by the time it goes through the court system through Chicago, and then to appeals court and then the, you know, three of them and all up to the Supreme Court, it's another year. Right. So they get to enforce it for a year. Unless you're the sh- out, you know the sheriff's out that won't enforce it. How do you? We, we talked about this yesterday, me and Jared, because of what happened to one of our police officers here two days ago, right? You, the shooting. You didn't hear about it? The sergeant got hit three times the other night here in Reno. Really? Yeah. Killed one of the guys, wounded the other guy, and he got hit three times and alive in surgery. And was uh, it in the news? That's where I saw it when I came in. 
but it doesn't have any details and I'm not going to get any details on this. I, you know, obviously, um, here's some stuff because I know people, but it's not out in the news yet of what actually happened. Wow. Um, I never even saw it. Yeah. Went to serve in the Northwest, you know, where you get off on North McCarran, no, uh, West McCarran and turn left. And there's that Home Depot up on top and. Yeah, I was just there, up there. That that neighborhood right there behind that Home Depot up on top. Wow. Um. Anyway, so we were talking about it, and he's like, the only way <laughs> to stop that, because they knowingly write these laws that are unconstitutional. And so what do you think, how do you get around that? Do you make it a national, like write a bill that says, if you write a bill that is unconstitutional. You are going, you as a lawmaker or whoever are going to be jailed. Like you, you cannot write unconstitutional laws that are unforceable. And they, every, all these different laws are being un, unconstitutional year after year after year, especially on guns. They always get upheld to the, that, or, or not shot upheld. Down. To me, shot that's, down. That's to the, the system is the, that's the way it should work. Not what you're saying. It should just, if they be do done that, with it. Well, no, I'm just, we do have a system for that. They do that and it, it gets appealed. It goes to the higher court and eventually goes to the Supreme Court. Okay, so what? Ha- that's what I'm saying. It just now in New York got that, that you, there, you had to show, to be able to carry outside your home, you had to show that to get a CCW, you had to show that you were in danger. You had to show good cause. You had to show why, all this right. stuff. Which so is completely have, illegal. Yeah, it, they cannot ask those have questions. to get together and get a lawyer and then bring so, it, bring it, and it just okay. work its way up through the chain. But it just unfortunately. So doesn't my happen point very is, fast. it went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court shot down that law of New York, saying that is one hundred percent unconstitutional. The next day, mm-hmm. the next day, New York put out a, passed a new law that says, okay, we won't ask you about that, but we're going to look at you. Uh, you have to br- let us have full access to your social media your uh all this different things written in the law about they have to be able to look at your social media to see that you're not some right-wing kook <laughs> which is I, completely illegal i'd say this, knowingly there's two parts to it the one simple part of it is most of our u.s senators and lawmakers are all lawyers so it just perpetuates <laughs> that the grifting of making money off of all that stuff and then the other parts what what alex has talked about before um you know, just you to have an issue all the time. You don't want to solve the issue. Just keep bringing it yeah. up. Keep making it an issue from the standpoint of staying in power and having people vote for you and staying in office. I think those those are the two reasons those things happen. It's it's frustrating, but that's what they do. But like again, our system, me, our system is is you have to you have to work it through the court system eventually. But me, if I get arrested for for something like that that they know that's unconstitutional, there should be some recourse. I should be able to sue the lawmaker who wrote it because he knowingly wrote it unconstitutional. They wrote the the law in Nevada two years ago or four years ago when they wrote the background check. If you, you now on a person to person have to go do a background check. Mm-hmm. They wrote the law and they didn't even write the law out because the people who they said who were going to do the background check, the FBI, I can't remember who in the law that they wrote came back and were like, we can't do that or no, not. We can't do that. That's illegal. The bill so got what, shut. The yeah. bill got shut down 
but it was passed. It, all this money was spent. People went down and did background checks. And then they were like, well, now what do we do? We can't, we can't give you a gun because now this law is on the books. It's illegal for me to do that. But at the same time, the law is unconstitutional. So those people who do this, should there should be some recourse from the private citizen to the people who write the bills that knowingly do it, un, that they you, know it's unconstitutional. You would think the proper recourse is you just vote them out of office and, you know, get them impeached if in they're, they're in the type of positions where you can impeach, like a judge or a district attorney or something. But yeah, hot and bothered now. Our, our system is pretty screwed up because our nation's pretty screwed up. I was going to say, it, it sounds like they've all found this loophole to get what they want done at least for a short time or like you alluded to earlier then you just change two words in it and the the funny thing is is a a state like chicago passing a law like that and they've got probably the most gun deaths in the entire nation so clearly and they've they've had the strictest gun laws for the longest time clearly those don't work i mean i've always said it you know it's against the law to kill someone it's against the law to shoot someone you know carrying around a gun is an inanimate object until you put it to use so you've got a law how are you what are you deterring anyone from by saying now now the gun's illegal it's not like they're walking around with them out for everyone to see anyway i go over to wisconsin i get when i come right across state lines and yeah. i shoot everybody and and the cops there have enough stuff to do it's not like they're i guess you could i did they make it a felony or a misdemeanor enforce the laws that are on the book right. and you'll be good exactly that's the that's the whole thing and it's you know and enforce them and have a have a, a penalty to them you know the and lawyers whole, and judges we, with we background bring, to put them in jail for 30 yeah, years we, we bring people in and then they let them go the same day and they go do whatever they were doing 12 hours later and kill people and yeah. you know it's, we uh, all i think think the same pretty simple in our eyes it really is <laughs> I, i've owned a gun probably my whole life and I, i've never gotten in trouble with it it's it, the the people make the problems and uh, it, it's nuts dude i you, you can watch these videos on social media in other cities. Luckily, we don't live in them, but yeah. I saw one the other day. The gas station. Dude comes out of the gas station. There's one guy coming from the left, one guy coming from the right. Obviously, they know each other or something, you know, and he, he kind of something happens to where the one guy pulls his gun out and he would have killed the dude, except he forgot to to chamber around so he he points it right at the dude's head pulls the trigger realizes that it's not loaded by the time he's pulling the slide back the dude he was aiming at has now pulled his gun and he's shooting at him who because he just tried to shoot him and the third guy that you don't even think is involved out comes his gun and now all three of them are shooting at each other in, in the gas station dude like it's nuts dude it it really is yeah i don't Go back to hanging people in the square. Get Public caught. beatings. Yeah. How was the duck hunt, bud? That's what we were here to talk about. <laughs> I'm all focused. I'm sweating over hunt. here now. now. I know. Clay, it's, Clay's it's got his snowing, shirt pulled it's down. It's snowing 30 degrees outside, and I'm sweating again, talking about this stupid shit. Um, I use my guns for good for the for two days. It was supposed to be- For the a, good of the table fair? Yeah. It was supposed to be a 10-day affair, but I flew out on Friday- and we were supposed to go from Oklahoma, and I, I was catching the last three or four days of Oklahoma, and then we were driving down to Texas to hunt down there. Flew in, got in, um, and 
you know, sometime Friday afternoon and got all ready, went out first thing Saturday morning and we were hunting with, um, Gary LaVox from Rascal Flats. Remember, you remember that group? Obviously. Uh, he was there. I was there, Chad, um, Dan Henderson, Randy Couture, uh, and then the guy, the guy, Trey, from Flatline Outfitters. Star-studded blind. Yeah. Well, it gets better. So I show up the first uh, morning, and Gary's driving his tour bus, and we drive it straight into the duck field. He's driving or he's got a no, guy he's, that drives yeah. driver. And uh so a couple of us jump on the on the bus and a couple in the trucks and we all go to the blind. And Saturday morning sucked. Cause I get off the plane and I didn't even look at the weather. I'm thinking the storms that hit us is gonna, you know, yeah. it was a couple of days ago, it's gonna be right you know, down the line and Oklahoma's gonna be good. I get off at sixty five degrees in a full moon. Oh and I'm god. going, Oh my god. I I leave here, go there, it's gonna be terrible. Oh Jesus. And first thing Saturday morning, it's terrible. The the three days prior to me getting there, they killed one, zero, and five birds for three oh, days straight. Man. And so that everyone's, you know, working your ass off. You're getting up at three, doing the deal morning, afternoon, sitting there all day. Sitting there all day. And camera guys, you know, are hating life. Zero, one, and five for three days. And I show up, I'm like, ah, don't worry, I got this. You know, I'll bring, I'm bringing all the luck. Go out Saturday morning <laughs> and kill like five ducks or six ducks. Uh. I'm just like, oh my God, this is freaking unbelievable how bad it is. But they said, when, when we, um, when we left on Friday night, like 50,000 ducks were in the air and hitting the field. It was a peanut field hitting this field that we were on. So but we're coming go- after shooting coming hours. After shooting hours, 65. They don't need and a full moon, right? They're feeding off. So Saturday afternoon was supposed to be windy at least. And so Saturday afternoon or at Saturday at lunch, we we're sitting there and eating uh, lunch, obviously eating. And Chad goes, we need to dig in. Because some ducks probably, I mean, we were covered up pretty good, but you're laying out in the middle of a, a peanut field that ha- it's been stripped. It's red, the red sand, clay dirt that's there in Oklahoma with just barely any rows of leftover peanuts. And a ton of feet in there, though. A ton of peanuts because it got wet and they, it doesn't matter why, but uh, a ton of feet in there. So that's why the birds were in there. But we were covered up really good Saturday morning, but they were kind of picking us apart, we thought. and so. Oh, so some were flying so, yeah, around. This, they just weren't working. This yet. Exactly. five duck thing had it wasn't that there wasn't ducks. They were they a were flying. Of, they the, were the ducks were there. Okay, but not the fifty thousand ducks. Right. That. But you had some groups trying to work. Trying to work, and come, we yeah. couldn't tell because the wind was off. We were there was a, we changed the decoys three different times, um, and nothing was working. But some groups did right. You know, a couple ducks right in. You were like, okay, well that worked, and we thought we the by the time. 10.30 rolled around, and we thought we had our perfect setup. And the duck stopped flying. <laughs> Done. Mm. We're like, ah, oh, no. So at lunch, we go, we need to dig in. So we went and got permission from the farmer to dig in 10 inches. So we went and bought two shovels, mm. a rake, and a pick at um, 
Harbor Freights that was in the same parking lot of where we were eating lunch. Went there right after lunch, Doug, and it was 10 blinds, nine hunters, camera guy, and the dog uh, little hut. So a huge 10 foot, you know, 10 inches down by probably four feet, three and a half, four feet for What'd each line, the, uh... 40 feet long and 10 feet long. Twenty feet do wide, with all I mean, the dirt. Put just pile it up on the sides and raked it out, so yeah, it wasn't a huge burn. Exactly. And then went around the whole fields and filled up uh, truckloads of the peanut straw, and went and covered all that up, covered all the blinds. So now, instead of the layout blinds, you know, being up a foot and a half, two feet up above ground, we're level with the dirt. So it looked unbelievable. Um, that's a lot of work. Oh my god, it was so much work. You couldn't do that in Nevada. No, you can't get a shovel full uh, without it. Thing, forty the rocks. sand was really. It's easy. It to was dig somewhat there. soft for the first four or five inches. And then we needed the pick, um, but there was you know fifteen guys, so we knocked it out pretty quick. Um, dudes were doing straw, raking, shoveling, switching, picking. So Randy it, it, Couture could have just done that with his hands. Randy right. Couture, Dan Henderson, and Gary all were sleeping on the bus. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, they earned that. So <laughs> exactly. So we, so we, uh, we did that and dialed in, and we murdered them in the afternoon. I mean, it was an unbelievable hunt. Really? So we all, we all got our ducks, and we needed like maybe four, five to you know limit out or whatever, and group of. 200 started working and we're like we're not shooting into this right and they were working in perfect and like 10 sat down and we could have killed you know last five but we would have scared the other 150 so by the time we decided that we're not shooting into this because the guide trey he's like i'd rather we not shoot into this because i'm probably going to come here in two days with some clients you know and i don't want to blow blow these ducks out we're like fine we're done. Unload your guns. Let's just watch the show and see what happens. Well, by the time we decide that the 150 turned into 2000, turned into 5,000 to 10,000, wait until you see this footage. We lay there for 45 minutes and the ducks never stopped. Uh, I'm saying 75 to a hundred thousand ducks landed on top of us and spread out and in the field. Now it's a half a mile long, these ducks in this freaking field. Wow. It is the craziest thing I've ever been a part of and, and just sit there and going, I FaceTime people and going, look at this. I FaceTime Chase and he goes, what in the hell? It's the craziest thing you'll ever see. What happened when you got uh, up then? I was going to say, did you guys sleep there? So you didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> we, so, cash is uh, thumper scratching. Um, no, we laid there for, like I said, 45 minutes and by it got pitch black. And then they we could kind of hear we didn't see him we kind of started hearing some pretty big flocks get up you know off the ground you could hear them some lifts oh so they and just came and ate so, for a so few they minutes. just ate for you know 30 40 minutes and and we're out and then we trey called in the guys um we left the hole because trey was like i'm going to use this exact spot here in a couple of days um if i don't i'll tell the farmer they they were they were done farming it's not like yeah. they were going to bring in equipment or drive trucks um so we left uh, he had flags in his truck just in case other, you know, other people were driving, put flags around the hole, um, made it safe. And then we, we picked up and back wow. to the deal. So it was unbelievable to be a part of that. And, um, so all that, mallards, all 
all mallards. Let me think. A few widgeon here and there. A few widgeon and saw some pintail. But yeah, 99% mallards. So corn fed mallard, peanut fed mallard. Peanut fed Would you mallard. rather have a peanut fed mallard or a corn fed? Probably corn. They're so freaking good. But um, peanuts got to be probably pretty good too, peanut. man. So that was that was awesome, right? So with the, the, uh, let me back up on this story is because here's the funniest thing you'll ever hear. It probably will never happen again in life. Can I butt in real quick? Yeah, Wouldn't ahead. those ducks be corn fed and peanut fed? In Oklahoma, they're eating yeah, peanuts. They're, they're, well, no, but they're making their way down through. They just came oh, they, through South Dakota they, and they Kansas. They yeah, know what I mean? And, and, they and, got and, a corn and a peanut diet that they finished with. It's like American almond beef. You know, finish them with the peanuts. <laughs> if you have a peanut allergy and you eat a peanut-fed no. duck, right. depends on, depends on how with, many they eat. If you're gluten-free, can you eat a corn-fed mallard? Is there gluten in corn? <laughs> but I thought it was kind of funny because it's not like those ducks are just, you know, they stay in Oklahoma, you know. They've got to be yeah, corn-fed. What are they eating up in the They sago-fed, billet-fed. Yeah, exactly. Crawdad-fed here yeah. in Nevada. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you finish them with peanuts and add. Ooh, right on. Peanut-finished um, mallards. <laughs> Go ahead. Funniest you, thing Clark. we're ever going to hear. So back, back up 12 hours. Uh, Chase Rice was supposed to be coming in Friday with me and he was supposed to pick me up uh, or his driver. He was, he just released a song on that Friday, that Friday morning he released, or maybe on Thursday he did, but I think Friday he released the song. I hate Cowboys. The football team or the profession profession Cowboys. But the song is, it's, if you haven't listened to it, it's awesome. It's off his new um, I album called I hate Cowboys and all dogs go to hell you're like what the hell which is very catchy right but the i hate cowboys one is i hate cowboys because they're badasses you better you know like if they come into a bar how they are with their cowboy hat and they're you know strutting and their confidence and stuff you go to the bathroom you go to the bar your girl's gone (laughs) you know they're just they're bad so it's a ode to cowboys more than i hate cowboys it's it's a cool written song and it's uh an ode to his dad his dad was a badass cowboy apparently and uh anyway so he was doing a promotion tour that day the release and his company his pr firm or you know publishing company whoever sets all that stuff up well he dropped that song and he was in new york good morning america friday morning flew flew from new york down to dallas to do iheart radio and another thing flew from dallas up to so that was on thursday yeah so and then he did that friday morning to dallas and then um up to oklahoma city friday after uh, friday at noon and his 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 tour bus uncle carl picked him up from the airport for, and we were at lunch when he landed, okay? And thinking about this digging in thing, and we sent him a pin to the field. So we show up to the field, there's Gary LaVox's tour bus and Chase's Rice's tour bus sitting in the fields. <laughs> so there's two the VIP hunting. Right just unbelievable. There's two big old Prevoses sitting in the corner of the in an Oklahoma peanut field Should about to go duck hunting. It was freaking awesome. I mean, you kind of deserve that when you got to dig freaking you know yeah. 15 you freaking coffins. 50 yards yeah. of dirt so they can all hunt so they he showed up so it was really chase rice who brought the luck because saturday morning he wasn't there and i was there and we didn't we killed we actually killed more than the last three days so i was feeling pretty good about myself 
Um, we killed like six or eight ducks and two geese that Saturday morning. And I was like, yeah, we're good. I did better than the, you guys did the last three days. So I brought a little luck and then yeah. chase rice showed up and we killed all of them and hundred thousand ducks land on top of us. And he brought his dog, Jack, who's been trained by Mozzie Pond with Brad. And he did unbelievable. It was, it was awesome. to watch 18 month old puppy and did really, really, really good. So that was awesome to watch chase rice's smile about how good his dog was doing. So he did really good. Did you bring your dog? No, I didn't bring my dog or my gun. I was really mad. Um, so now we get home late because we're an hour, an hour and a half from the, from the lodge. So we, sunset was 541. We waited an hour after to even start moving. So now it's 641. We pick up everything. That's another hour. Now you're back at camp at 10 trying to eat some dinner. Um, we do that. We hang out for a little bit. Go to bed, back up at 3.30 to hit this goose uh, feed that was supposed to be happening. Just and let me stop you because I figured you were going to say, why Why not go hunt the same field that you had all the work put into the – did you put enough pressure on them that you didn't want to do not it again? That, not only – to come find out why we're sitting in the goose field, the tray let us know that he hunted that field two days prior um, – with some clients while Chad and the other guys were hunting other areas, other fields that were supposed to be just as good as good when they killed the zero one and five, that field was hunted by other clients that were in camp at the time that were, you know, that they were doing as well. So he didn't want to put pressure also um, because they had, they had only got duck hunts and they wanted to do some, Chad wanted some, goose hunts on field. Gotcha. Because right. the when they first got to Oklahoma, when Whiskey Meyer, Cody Cannon from Whiskey Meyer's in town, Rob Roberts was in town, Brian from Gator Coolers was in town before I got there, and they got had some good duck hunts, and then there was the three days of nothing before I got there. And so another so want, good duck hunt, go. they want, Chad wanted some goose, uh, goose gotcha. hunt. So we went there uh, Sunday morning into a winter wheat field, which was funny Trey goes, we're going to hunt alfalfa tomorrow. And so we get there and I'm looking, I'm like, this is not an alfalfa field. So after we get set up, I go, Trey, we're hunting a winter wheat field. What's the deal? He go, I said, you, you said we were hunting alfalfa today. He goes, we are. And I go, no, this is winter wheat. He goes, yeah, I know this is winter wheat. We're in the town of alfalfa. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I get, I get it. Okay. Think I know my shit, Clay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're hunting in the town of alfalfa in a winter wheat field. In a winter wheat field. I said, oh, okay. That's I, hilarious. Yeah. Well, uh, what are we going to name this town? Well, what do we do? We we farm alfalfa, alfalfa, Oklahoma. And we went. What if you're? What do the women look like in alfalfa, Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah. Well, man. here's an, here's another yeah. thing. Right up the road from alfalfa on on the way. Okay, I'll start the story and then I'm going to go back to this little side note because it is part of the story. Um, so it's 28 degrees in the morning, which was like seven degrees colder than Saturday morning. And the goose feed, when the, when the scouts for them looked at it, all these geese were working in the afternoon. Um, they didn't look at it in the morning. <clears throat> so... In the morning, all these geese came, and a couple came in. We killed, I think, like six or something, and like eight widgeon coming into this winter wheat. But all the geese were there. There was a ton of geese, but they hit one field over in a cornfield. 
And there was 15,000 geese hitting this cornfield. We're like, what the hell, guys? Nice scout, you know? But we're talking and we're like, when it weren't in the cold, they wanted that corn to get a little energy. There's not as much energy and stuff in the winter wheat. So it actually warmed up on Saturday and got to like 55 degrees, 60 degrees. And so in the afternoons, they're hitting that winter wheat instead of the corn. So in the afternoon, oh my Lord, seven of us, again, like I said, Chase Rice, well, everybody was there and 56 geese. Just oh, I'm way late. I'm awesome. Some, some more widgeon, unbelievable footage, just big mass, lessers, all lessers coming in, setting right. And we literally, there was this one goose that came straight down. There was a three pack and it came and two sailed over the top of us. And it dropped from 200 yards, 200 feet straight down. I mean, it, you know, it was like one of those jets that you can land like a drone straight down. Yeah. Literally just and landed. We were on a fence row and got a whole bunch of grass and stuff from the ditches around the field and tumbleweeds and we were hidden. And it came straight down and landed between our blinds on the fence and our first decoys, which was six six feet, six yards. So it landed three feet from the from our bags. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, this is going to be really good. We didn't shoot into it because the other geese were working. Um. So that was actually in the morning. That was actually in the morning. So we're sitting there in the afternoon. This is pretty cool. Uh, and I said, they're going to be here at 417. First flock, 417. And nothing, 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 nothing. And 417 rolls around and still nothing. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't believe these bastards lied to me like this, you know, all this stuff. And I sit up out of my blind and I look at my wife. She goes to 418. And I go, Cause I said, well, I still got a minute, you know, it's happening. My watch turns 418 and I hear this and I thought I was, I said, Oh, widget, get down, get down. And I get my widget right over the top of us, not just the whistle. And it was their wing beats. <laughs> These geese, not saying a group of freaking like 15 went out to the middle of the field bank. Didn't say a word, not one word right in. And we killed 14 of them. One got out and we're like, I was like, I was one minute off. You know, I was going crazy. It was really cool. But um, I'm going to tell you, back up at lunchtime, we go to lunch to this little place called the Deck House. Only thing on Sunday. We get there like at 1030 or 11 o'clock, thank God, because after church got out, you yeah. couldn't have got in there. It, it was the, the, some boathouse. So something boathouse. Well, of course, everyone knows Randy Couture and, and – and, uh, Dan Henderson taking pictures, signing autographs. I mean, it was awesome. You know, they never say no. It was really cool. Chase Rice is sitting over there in the corner covering up because he didn't want to, you know, he didn't <laughs> want to take the limelight. Not that he would or whatever. He just didn't Where is want he to. from? Chase? Yeah. Uh, uh, North Carolina? Oh, North Carolina. Okay. So you know. um, but Chase was sitting there like, you know, no one's kind of noticed him at the table and, and one of Ch Chad or one of the camera guys like, hey, you know who he is. The waitress went and turned on Chase Rice playing over the music and came mm -hmm. over and this and that. And Chase is like, what? I, I lost my voice. I, I can't, you know. And she's like, we got a microphone. We can do karaoke right now. And he's like, no, we're good. Whatever. So it's cool. So back to the town of Alfalfa. On our way back, we took a different route because the guide wanted to look at a different field before we went back to ours. Guess where it was? Winter Nowhere. Wheat. Nowhere, Oklahoma. Nowhere. There's nope. not there's not a winter wheat. Huh? No, no. <laughs> but nowhere, Oklahoma. 
Nowhere. 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 Where are you going? Nowhere. Nowhere. Where are you from, son? Nowhere. Nowhere. Who's on first? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn, okay, that but, sounds almost as good as the hunt that Clint and I didn't go on. <laughs> no, but let me tell you. Let me tell you. The goose, it gets better. So we get there, and these after that first group at, at four eighteen came in. It was nonstop. It was awesome. Group after group, just widgeon, only widgeon, and one mallard I think came in with a group of widgeon, but geese lessers just landing all over us and and at the end we had seven to go and we were going to limit out early like the shooting time was five forty one. we were done like at five five o'clock five ten it happened so quick to shoot all these geese we had seven to go and here group here comes a group of like 50 and we're like okay we can we can manage you know we were like okay only shoot once everybody only shoot once we'll be done well by the time they work and they're about to land here a group of 200, a group of 300, a group all land up, and we land three or 4,000 geese yeah. in our decoys at 50 yards, right here, 40 yards, from 10 yards to 50. And by the, all of them, time to, uh, by the time all of them got in there, there were some at 100 and 100, you know, whatever. But we're just like, we're doing chasers. Ice is like, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Mm. And uh, anyway, we kill 56 geese or whatever, eight times. Yeah, 56, because there are seven of us. And uh, we actually stopped too short. We killed 54. Um, and we always stop short just in case, you know, you get a cripple over here, you didn't see or whatever going out of the field. But it was awesome. And at, while we were in the blind, no, while we were at lunch, the guys from Texas, where this is why I'm here, called Chad and said, Hey, bad news. We got birds, but we're stale. It's 75, 80 degrees down here. They're kind of hitting places where we are not really good cameras. They're coming in group. Maybe we're killing them with our clients here, but it's one here, two group here, five group here that come in. Not, it's not worthy of you coming down here. You kind of wasting time. And so canceled. I changed, I was supposed to drive with them from Oklahoma to Texas, hunt there for a week, hop on a plane in Dallas, fly home. Got on the phone or on the app, changed my flight from Oklahoma to, or from Dallas to Oklahoma, got on a plane at six the next morning and f- flew out, got home yesterday. Uh, Which great trip. But great that trip. Sucks. Two days, Chase and Chase Rice. He left. He got on after that goose hunt. His tour bus met him at the edge of the field because he had to be in Nashville at 6 a.m. Monday morning, 11 hour drive. He had to drive all the way to Nashville through the night to start filming his new music video for his new song called Bench Seat about his dog. You should have jumped on that tour bus and gone to Nashville. I should have instead of coming back here. Had to do this podcast. Had to do this podcast, Chase. No, I can't be an extra in the video. When do we get our prevost? So. Our trip's gotten canceled too. Unbelievable. So, you know, that's the thing. So on the way home, I was thinking like, what are we going to do now? We, I can, we can go to the club on Wednesday. We can go, you know, the river here. We can go coyote hunting. Well, I get home and it's seven inches of rain fell. (laughs) So now the desert's one sloppy, wet mess. We'd get stuck everywhere. The river's raging at flood stage level. There's no ducks at canvas back. I talked to Dave. He said, uh, nine birds got killed on the club Saturday and Sunday total. Of oh, nine yeah. birds of, of last weekend. And on uh, Sunday, they, one bird they saw, he saw fly. One wow. bird. So there's no birds there. The only hope is that there might be some birds that come back up here in the next couple of weeks on the way back up. 
Texas has been canceled or um, Idaho has been canceled. God, I, I mean, everything's just I going to hell. So what do we do? Well, we when, we, when we first got to the to the <laughs> to the podcast, Alex said, "Where's that golf club that's over there?" He's starting <laughs> to loosen up his back. What I actually was thinking is, what about uh, getting that ping pong table back out? That's inside. It wouldn't be fun for you. Yeah, cracking clay. We talked about that the other day. Let's just—it's whatever. It's it's January, early January. We're not. We're our hunting season's over. Let's just. Yeah. If something happens, I'm not then great, saying, but, you know, kind of prepare your mind. Her hunting season's <laughs> over. I'm hoping, because Chad's been on the phone with Rock. Rock's, you know, kind of, he's trying to make do with us, but he's got clients that have been booked forever. So he's going to try to fit us in maybe to come. But, yeah, I don't know about that. We can't go to Idaho because hunting up there was so bad that who we were hunting with, the guys that were going to usually hunt earlier in the year are now all coming at the end of the year to use their days. So if it if it dries out and gets a little bit and then gets cold, we could kill we could get a coyote hunt or two in. Yeah. Who wants February. to do that anymore though? <laughs> Sucks even when you can get out. I'm there. sorry, chucker hunt. I'm sorry, chucker. Yeah, chucker. You're in quail hunting. What the f- is a quail? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a quail looks like. All right. So anyway, well, that, that's my. It was two days of. It made my season for the yeah. waterfowl. I guess. I honestly thought um, our Idaho trip was going to make our season, and that got canceled. So we, <laughs> we need to look for something else. Uh, Fishing. Can always Fishing. go to Winnemucca. That's it. The <laughs> yeah. uh, the uh, good good success from Clay makes us all happy. Yeah. We had a few tangents to digest over. Uh, I just got to say this. Just be looking on our social media. We're going to be doing another contest. Um some stuff from our sponsors we're going to be giving away here so be looking out on the social media of what that will be and we'll pull um maybe next week we'll maybe we'll put up something tomorrow or the next day and let it run for a week and pull next week yeah yep so and a, and a big thank you to sig sour for supporting our podcast you know we we briefly touched on some concealed carry and some current event stuff and now more than ever you need one so that's right might as well carry the best We'll see y'all next week. See you, boys. Seems the whole damn world has changed right before my eyes.